Hello and welcome to the Dancers Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Donahue. We're going to get into the episode, but first, I want to make a little announcement. November 16th through the 19th, I'm in Bloomington, Minnesota. November 28th, I'm in New Jersey. November 29th, I'm in Connecticut. November 30th, I'm in Rhode Island. Uh, And December 8th, I am in Seattle. January 19th through the 20th, I am in in Cleveland, Ohio. So please get tickets. And as always, please support the Patreon. $5 a month gets you an extra episode every single week. And uh, boy, do we appreciate you. But anyway, please enjoy this episode. And yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Dancers <laughs> Podcast. I am your host, Dan Donahue. This is Terrence Pennington. And we're going to make a small adjustment to the format of the podcast because we had an idea, right? We've been kind of playing with uh, with different ideas for the pod, and maybe mm-hmm. this one will work, maybe it won't. But mm-hmm. we wanted to do an episode, call it a test episode, uh-huh. about advice given by other people. Uh huh. <laughs> I honestly feel a little bit bad running an advice podcast mm. when the internet is almost inundated with advice. There is, I would go as far as to say, too much advice being given. Yeah, that's a huge oversight on your part. It's a huge oversight on my part. Mm-hmm. And I would like to deeply apologize to the bottom of my heart to the chairman of the internet. Al Gore. <laughs> isn't, that, well, isn't that a good modern reference? Al Gore yeah, controlling yeah, yeah. the internet. Yeah. Um, but before we, uh, we get into that, because we have a subject for this week, which I'm very excited about being the advice of Steven Seagal. Yes. I, uh, I wanted to start this episode by saying, Terrence, yep. based on your week, mm-hmm. what advice would you give people? Um, I would, and I'm going to be serious here. I would emphasize uh, the importance of self-control and okay. discipline. Right, and I'm going to go ahead and take a wild swing at this one, Terrence. Mm-hmm. Did you maybe have a little trouble with that this weekend? I've had trouble with that my the entirety of my life, your entire and, life. and probably past lives, as past well. past lives. There was a guy in the 1500s who was like. <laughs> Yo, I found this. I found this grass that makes you go crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. start eating it. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, just a European peasant who Terencian. was Terencian. Just... <laughs> we need to till the soil. Yeah, it was just a peasant that was just too wild, so they yeah. sent him to the New World. <laughs> it was a pe- te- peasant doing the dance where it's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, bro, we have to do. Bro, you cannot do this. You can't do this. <laughs> what What happened? that uh inspired you to give the advice no no having self-control that's the crazy thing i almost didn't want to talk about it only because it wasn't an event it was just me really thinking about the uh, totality of my life sure thinking in the void you know what i mean in the deprivation tank of of life was it substance related uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. There I were mean, substances to be had. That was the start. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of an overall thing because it's all interrelated, right? Sure. You know, substance, uh, substance abuse or, you know, misuse that always is connected to something else that hit my funny bone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, and um, like basically I, I was just like, you know, I last week, last weekend was wild. 
I was I was having a grand old time. It was like nothing crazy. I was just playing video games on my favorite stimulant. <laughs> and <laughs> dude, I was kill I was killing it in online, dude. I was just winning yeah. match after match in Armored Core Six. Very good game. Um This is this is what's so funny, is like you'll have a great weekend mm-hmm. that is comprised of you sitting in front of the television. For correct me if I'm wrong, as much time as possible. Oh yeah, yeah. When now, what's the feeling when you shut the TV off after? I, it's probably four a.m. Yeah, you shut the TV off and you're sitting there. There's no physical reward. Yeah, other than other the, than the stimulation that you've done to your brain and uh, psyche. Other than the pornography I'm gonna watch right <laughs> after, <laughs> like a king. Yeah, like, like a, a king, king who's conquered. <laughs> Yeah, until I can fall asleep. Yeah. So, so you, and, and then this weekend you may have gone a little bit too far. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, this weekend I was fine. Yeah. Okay. And and not to say that like um, you had self control. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. But and and I do I don't want to paint myself as like a you know Weibo loser like. Yeah. You who know who could who could even who could think that? Listen, like listen. Only recently have I been doing, you know, staying inside, sure, getting stemmed up, sure, making it happen, sure, winning match after match. Yeah. But before, you know, you would just be wild in the streets, you know, go right. to a bar, be the life of the bar, be the life of this party. You know what I want at the end of this podcast? I want mm-hmm. you and me to be almost like Ubermenches. I want you Ubermensch? and me to be the perfect, we're the perfect men. Yeah. Because of the advice that we're both getting and giving, yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's we, we're going to take the advice from all of these advice givers. Yeah, we're going to apply it to our lives. I, uh, my advice is uh, read the room. Okay, because I did stand up at a wedding last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me say this: gorgeous wedding, top to bottom. Lovely place. The couple could not have been nicer, could not have been sweeter. The kind of couple you see in your, like, breed. Yeah. Please breed. Yeah, Please yeah. bring, bring if you can, if you have the physical ability, yeah. bring children into this world. Yeah. Whenever I, I see that, I get angry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, 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 a little resentment. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, Totally. That's how hot they were. That's how beautiful and nice both of them were. Yeah. Um. They, they, uh... So I, I arrive, and they go, we we want to keep it like a surprise that there's a stand-up comic. And I'm like, that won't be a problem. No one knows who I am. Mm-hmm. There, I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not a no one's going to be like, oh, my God, Dan Donahue? <laughs> They're like, well, we just want you to kind of hang back yeah, yeah. and not... And so I'm like, okay. So I spend like two and a half hours by myself just like writing notes and being on my phone and whatever. Uh, not up until the, like, kind of last second do I go up to the wedding planner. I'm like, oh, so, like, what's the... And, and she was like, oh, so you're just going to be in the main room. Yeah. And you're just going to stand. We're going to give you a microphone. And you're mm-hmm. just going to do... And I'm like, oh, well, where are the people going to sit? And she was like, sit. People aren't going to sit. Wow. They're going to stand. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. What am I going to stand on? And she was like, stand on. You're going to be eye level with the people. <laughs> This is something I yeah. should have covered, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I should have been more diligent about this, which I was not. Yeah. So and I, I actually just want to stop and say, please. it's, like, so funny just seeing you. I, I assume you're not in a tuxedo. You're just... 
Oh, uh, let me. Uh, I'll I'll add a picture of it and post what I wore. Uh, I was I was proper sexy. Okay, uh-huh. I'll say, let me say that I tried to be proper sexy. It was just you and that shirt there. <laughs> it wasn't this shirt, but uh, <laughs> that's proper. It sexy. was a cheetah colored snake print button up. It was a blouse, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I just showed Dude, you were just walking around there for two hours, just like, who is this guy? Yeah, I was, well, that was the first thing I said. The first thing I said is I stood up and I was like, the first thing a couple told me was, we don't want you to be known here. And I was like, well, I wish I wore any other fucking shirt. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, by the way, the people there couldn't have been nicer. Mm. It was a small audience. They couldn't have been nicer. They were such a good audience. For some reason, I looked at, and there, there, both of these people's parents were there, and probably a couple more, like, older, which, when I see older people, for some reason, my brain doesn't go, oh, I can't do explicit material in front of them, because I'm like, you're old. Mm-hmm. You got, you got eaten out in the 70s, you know what I mean? Like, what, that's my thought process, so I go, you know what'll be fun for this wedding, uh. is... For me to do some a little bit raunchier material, right? Dude. They're all adults. There's no children. I mean, but come on, man. I mean, I'm not... I, I'm, I get it, That's but... why my advice is this. Yeah. Read the room. Uh, comes, comes full circle. Because I, I thought... Well, my thought is you, you have a comedian at your wedding, right? Yeah. Don't you want a little, can I, uh, like a little extension of the bachelor slash bachelorette party? That's what I felt (laughs) like I would be doing. You know what I mean? So I get up, do a little bit of like sex material. None of my materials that, but I'll get into the joke that I did that kind of. So I get into uh, my joke about uh, reading the book about performing oral sex on a woman. Right. I have a joke about that. Mm. It's okay. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. fine, but you can tell. You can tell they're pulling back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then I do my joke. I I don't even I don't want to explain the bit, but let's just say the punchline is: now I'm sitting here with a gun in your ass. What is wrong, dude? What is wrong with you, bro? This is like <laughs> this is cla- older people. Older people, and especially people in a way, they do not want to hear that. <laughs> just say. Dude, that's like rule number. That's the thing I learned like year one. Year six months in, I learned. Oh, old people don't like sex jokes. I didn't know that before. It wasn't all old people though. It was no. a lot of there were there were two or three old people, but I feel like people were older people. I yeah, but you, I don't want to win. Here's the thing: you're people. not the bachelor. You're, you're you're not part of the crew. Like if you were the bachelor, I'm then you could say the, the sex jokes. If I was the uh, if I was the a best man or whatever. I yeah, you're not. You're some dude yeah. in like a leopard <laughs> in like a snakeskin leopard. Going up in front of the wedding party and talk. Well, okay, I'll say this. And uh, by the way, I do wish I had picked different jokes. I do. <laughs> in hindsight. In hindsight. <laughs> by the way, my last joke did did do pretty well. <laughs> the one about the one about uh, erectile dysfunction. That joke did okay. <laughs> But I will say, listening back to the tape, mm. I thought it was zero. I thought zero people laughed uh-huh. at uh, at that joke about putting the gun in someone's ass. Yeah. Two people laughed, and I th- it was the bride and the groom. So, and they're who hired me. So I did my job. 
They didn't tell me. They didn't tell me. There's no. Su- they didn't. They weren't like, okay, don't cover this. Yeah. Don't be explicit. Yeah. I feel if you hire a comedian for an event and you don't yeah. give them any ground rules as to what they should talk about, yeah. there is a chance they're going to talk about someone putting a gun in someone else's ass. Yeah. That's just collateral damage. I think that is beautiful in a way because that's just a yeah. moment that the bride and groom just share. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. No, and they, they did laugh. They of did course laugh. they did. They did laugh. Yeah, and they were is, like... I also, you know, the things you remind you remember about a wedding, it's the controversies, yeah. right? It's the yeah, con- yeah. it's never like everything being beautiful. It was like the aunt who got too drunk, yeah. The uncle who tried hitting on one of the bridesmaids, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are the things people remember, and I will now be one of those things. Yeah. Where, you remember that you're- guy who talked about erectile dysfunction for a grandma? <laughs> that's me. Yeah, you're the sin eater. You're you're the one that yeah. sacrificed himself for yeah. the greater good of this wedding party, but. I wish I could go back. I wish I could pick different jokes. Mm-hmm. The the couple seemed fine with it. They I don't I couldn't tell you how they felt about it. Yeah. I really hope if I can talk if you're listening, I hope I didn't ruin your wedding. You did not. I had a wonderful time there mm-hmm. and I hope you both live many long, happy years. Many and I'm moons. sorry. And I'm very sorry. A lot of children have a lot of kids. <laughs> um, so that's my advice. You had great advice too. Mm-hmm. Uh let's let's get into the episode. And now <laughs> we we want to uh find people who give advice. Uh-huh. And we want to talk about that advice. Mm-hmm. Talk about how they present that advice mm-hmm. and maybe apply that advice to our own lives. Okay. It, apply the life lessons of these let's call them gurus Uh. to our own life and (laughs) we couldn't think of a better place to start than the martial arts advice of steven seagal yes the one and only how do you feel give give me your because actually let me let me talk so steven seagal is an aikido master uh Mm. turned uh movie star turned sheriff Turned sheriff, <laughs> turned musician, turned poet. Mm. He essentially anything that you can think of, Steven Seagal has done. Turned yeah. Russian diplomat, essentially. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> he, he he gives like very stark, striking opinions on uh, like the ongoings in Russia. Yeah. So that yeah. that's where he's found himself. A foreign diplomat. And his his career is so sprawling, and the thing that pins Steven Seagal. The thing that makes him so compelling as a character, mm-hmm. it's not the many transgressions he has made against people. It is not the fact that he is certainly credibly accused of doing horrible, vile things to uh, people without their consent sexually. It's not the fact that uh, almost everyone that he has ever worked with hates him, including John Leguizamo. He, he assaulted John Leguizamo one time. Did you know about that? <laughs> yeah, he walked on set, and John Leguizamo's, like, there, and the first thing Steven Seagal says is, like, I'm the master of this set. Yeah. I yeah. I rule this set. Everybody answers to me, and John Leguizamo was essentially like, no, and then Steven throws him against a wall. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Steven Seagal that makes him so compelling is no matter what is happening, no matter what he does, he is always right. Uh-huh. There is no wrong. Mm-hmm. In his mind that he has ever done. Yeah. Everything that he has said is perfect. Everything that he has done is absolute. Yeah. We watched a video. I think it's staged. 
but I like to think it's not. Mm-hmm. Called Steven Seagal gives spiritual ad- advice as a Zen master. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks up to him and says, uh, Stephen, can you give me some advice? And then Stephen throws him in the water. Yeah. He throws him into a pond and then walks away. And yeah. That's the whole video. Like the idea is like, oh, this is the this is what Flow. Zen is. Yeah, things happen. So stupid. Yeah. Makes no real like even as Zen, it doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because he's right. Yeah. What, what do you have any connection to Steven Seagal before I get into some of the some of the things I wrote down? Um, no, no. I liked um that movie where he was like killing Jamaicans. Is there a movie where he kills Jamaicans? Yeah, that's that's one of his like better movies. I forgot what it's called. Does um, he also dress as a Jamaican? No, 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 no. But um it's like one of his better uh movies. Oh really? Other than the one where he's in the submarine. Yeah, uh I I think it was just a ship marked for death. Marked for death. Marked yes. for death was is legitimately a good action movie. He he has good movies. Yeah. That, yeah. The thing about Steven is he has good movies. And uh, I want to get into a couple quotes from Steven, but we're going to keep talking about it. One of his quotes, this sums him up very well. Mm. One must first learn to heal people to be great. To hurt people is easy. Mm. This quote... Is a great is a piece of advice, and it yeah. summarizes Stephen perfectly. It's mixed with intense hubris uh-huh. in both directions. Yeah, not only is, it, is he implying that he goes through great lengths to heal people, he also has to fit in that it's super easy for him to hurt people. Absolutely, he has to fit that in. You know what's funny? I think of uh, Steve because have you ever, have you ever met a type like Steven Seagal? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what's funny? They are never in a good situation. No, never. Like oh, Steven no. Seagal, out of that archetype, out he of that is the group, highest. Is the highest performing, the highest you can achieve yes. being that type of guy. Yes, it's amazing. No, I've I've spent a lot of time in uh, in like MMA gyms. There's a lot of guys like this in comedy. Yeah. It's just the kind of guy that can never take an L. Yeah, that's the yeah. the defining uh, per- and that. Honestly, not to not to bury the lead, but I think that is the compelling overall life advice that Steven Seagal offers is no matter what happens to you, Mm. no matter what is done to you, no matter what the world presents, you never take the L. Never take you never. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to get into uh, the. Yeah, yeah. Don't let too much out. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm going to get into the bulk of what I wanted to talk about, which is Steven Seagal's foray. Into mixed martial arts. <laughs> now, Steve Zagal has had uh, run-ins with uh, various martial artists. Uh, he had a run-in with one of the first, uh, one of the first like early martial arts guys. Um, I forget his uh, ones. Uh, we're gonna cut here. I want to make you sure mean I like get his a UFC right. one. Early guy. Okay. Yeah. Is it uh the sh- the uh Irish dude? The like the one who dominated? Um Oh, yeah, Judo Jean LaBelle. Judo Jean Judo LaBelle. Jean okay, LaBelle. I've, I've heard that guy. Yeah. Um so there's an early story about uh Steve Seagal uh, claiming that he can't be choked unconscious. And then <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Keep going. Let's no, let's take a moment with that. <laughs> Steven Seagal made the claim 
that he cannot be choked unconscious. Uh-huh. Judo Jean LaBelle says, I, I will choke you unconscious, and he does. Yeah. Uh, and the story goes, now, this is not heavily confirmed or corroborated, but uh-huh. I just like it as a story. Uh, Steve Skull was choked unconscious and shit himself. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You keep going. So, <laughs> so I want to I want to paint you uh I want to paint you a picture. Uh-huh. Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Anderson Silva fast striking forward master. years. Uh MMA master mm-hmm. striking known mostly for his striking, also a black belt under mm-hmm. the Nogueira brothers, but uh Incredible martial artist, the, uh, arguably on the Mount Rushmore of Absolutely. mixed martial arts. Yeah. Steven Seagal finds his way <laughs> into Anderson Silva's training camp, essentially. Mm-hmm. So him and Anderson, there's many videos of them. I'm going to use the word in quotes because I'll explain I'll explain later why I'm using quotes. Training together. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, where Anderson Silva is being instructed by Steven Seagal. Uh Anderson Silva at certain points is being thrown to the ground with wrist locks by Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is giving Steven Seagal a level of credibility that UFC commentators are taking note of because all they know is Steven Seagal, guy Badass in the movies, mm-hmm. Aikido master, which we'll talk a little bit about a bit Aikido, mm-hmm. um, Aikido master, and now he's working with Anderson Silva. He must be incredibly legitimate in his advice and teachings, right? Yeah. Anderson Silva uh, knocks out Vitor Belfort with a front kick. Yeah. Right, an, an incredible front kick to Vitor's chin, and this is where the story starts to get a little bit shaky on the Seagal side. Mm -hmm. Seagal does an interview after. Now, Steven Seagal could have done a lot of things in that interview. He could have given it completely up to Anderson and said he is happy to be lucky enough to train Anderson. He could have said, uh, you know, it's great to see my my training with Anderson come to fruition. But a guy like Steven can't do that. Yeah. A guy who takes Noels can't do that. Yeah. A guy who takes Noels who gets a W. Yeah. You have to wring that W dry. Uh, yeah. Bone dry. <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal insinuates and then mm. later takes back the claim that he invented the front kick that Anderson landed. Yeah. yeah he yeah. couldn't have yeah. just said, Yes, I taught him a front kick that I yeah. learned from someone else. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't have said we worked on that front kick. He insinuated yeah. that he invented the front kick that Anderson threw. Yeah. He later retracted that statement yeah. saying, I modified the front kick from another uh, yeah. front kick. Yeah, I didn't yeah. invent it, but I mod- which also isn't true, by he's, the way. He's, he's using the big lie theory that yes. will not work in this situation. Not in this situation. It is not. This lie is not too big. <laughs> so, Loyota Machida, another uh, UFC fighter, a light heavyweight who's amazing. He was my favorite fighter growing up. Uh-huh. Fam- famously, and this is a tangent, uh, drank his own urine and talked about it in an interview, and then that became kind of the defining characteristic of his career. That's par for an MMA fighter. Yeah, par, yeah. par for an MMA. But one of the least crazy things <laughs> yeah. an MMA fighter. I want to show you something another MMA fighter did uh, uh-huh. off camera. But, mm. um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so Steven Seagal is seen with Loyola Machida. Loyola Machida speaks of Steven Seagal in high regards, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's speaking of Steven Seagal in these high regards, yeah. right? Um, Loyola wins the fight. Um, 
with another kick that Steven Seagal claims he invented. Loyota corroborates like that Steven Seagal helped him with the specific kick that he used, right? Yeah. Now, this just goes to show when you are a self-proclaimed guru mm-hmm. and things start going well for you, mm-hmm. this is where you find out who those people are. You find out what exists <laughs> in their heart. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. smart mm-hmm. and you actually know what you're talking about, uh-huh. you're going to keep steadily riding that wave. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal... At, as what I I would describe as an egomaniac, oh, yeah, yeah, can't, yeah, he can't just ride that wave. He yeah. needs to jump the shark. Yeah, and then also look, I think in this situation specifically, with um, you know, uh, betting you can't get choked out. I think that's a common just. Ma- I've seen three separate men claim that they can't be choked out and be choked out right right in front of me. I think in this regard. I think that's reasonable. I think that's more just where, being where and c- could you describe these men? Are there any like unifying characteristics? <laughs> They're just dumb. Just dumb guys. <laughs> They're just dumb drones. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Um, yeah, you know a few of them. You actually, you you know two of them. Oh, interesting. You know two of them. And when I tell you, I'm not going to tell them here, but when I tell you, you're like, oh, that makes that total makes sense. sense. Right. And, and it'll also make sense who did the choking no, out. There's a kind There's a kind of guy. I, there's a kind of guy. And this, I know this is a very specific thing, betting you can't get choked out. Yeah. I think this is universal. Some people give in to those obtrusive thoughts. Right. Some people don't. Well, <laughs> it, and it's, it's such the... The care, which I know was not the case with Steven Seagal. Now, Steven Seagal... Yeah. And is, this is like a tangent. I just wanted no, to mention no, no. that. I, I think that's great. Well, yeah. Steven Seagal practices a martial art known as Aikido. Yeah. Um, Aikido has a sort of dubious relationships with martial arts as a whole in terms of its practicality mm-hmm. in real life. Now... That is absolutely not to say there aren't some complete badasses mm-hmm. that practice uh, Aikido. There, there's quite a bit. Um, in fact, I want to tell a story. I, I used to go to an MMA gym, and when I went there, there was this uh, young guy whose name was Misha. Misha did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but he started with Aikido. Mm-hmm. He uh, said that... Aikido doesn't have a lot of applicabilities to um to uh combat. yeah to combat, combat but there's uh one thing that Aikido is really great for I'm sure there's a couple um wrist locks yeah the wrist uh, locks yeah. in Aikido absolutely real you can get fucked up with a wrist lock it's it's like it's legit there's also a lot of like essentially energy moving ideas in certain yeah. schools of Aikido which you transfer like transfer yeah, yeah, yeah. Waves and there's like there's like fake Brazilian jiu-jitsu there's uh-huh. fake there's fake everything right. Aikido just has a way worse reputation okay Aikido as far as MMA or like like I'm sorry fighting styles is concerned has a really bad reputation for being sort of like it's uh, like one of those like woo woo like is you think it's like say on par with like taekwondo which I'm not just no no okay. no taekwondo so Taekwondo is much more legit and respected in mixed martial arts okay. community. And not gotcha. just mixed martial arts, like applicability to like actual fighting. Mm. Um, there are a lot of MMA fighters who 
got a start in taekwondo and who utilize taekwondo techniques in their fighting mm. less so with aikido okay less so with what do you think it's like tight a little bit up from tai chi it's more tight there's like aspects gotcha. of tai chi gotcha in aikido okay um so uh steven seagal is riding this incredible high right mm. he uh he makes the fatal mistake that egomaniacs will make when they are winning, when their ego is actually getting what they want it to get, mm-hmm. he goes too far. Uh-huh. People uh, are already kind of moving back from him. Loyola Machida is already sort of taking small steps back. Uh, Anderson Silva is taking small steps back. Steven Seagal <laughs> makes the claim... That he and John Jones are good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> John Jones is uh, heralded and almost indisputably the greatest mixed martial artist to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are arguments to be made that he had run-ins with steroids that uh, tarnish that. Personally, I don't think that even even with that in account, there's just almost no claim against it. He, yeah, yeah. He's had a universal run. And when Steven Seagal starts getting the uh, rise out mm-hmm. of being associated with these MMA fighters, yeah, he jumps to the biggest dog uh-huh. because he thinks he can. Yeah, yeah. So he makes the claim that he and John Jones are good friends. He makes the claim that uh that he's going to help John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is this is uh just a brief excerpt uh from an article uh he was oh well this is a quote from John Jones. He was wondering if he could come talk to me backstage before the fight. Just give me some words of encouragement. I didn't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> My training staff works very hard on me. I'm the prodigy. I wouldn't want to disrespect them by welcoming someone else's master into our room, into our house, into our family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was confusing, really, to bring someone in that you don't work with at all <laughs> and have him try to give you last-second advice. Yeah. Um, just like move like water, you know what I mean? It can actually be more detrimental than helpful. I'm not sure how he got my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of the reasons I wanted to start with Steven Seagal. Uh, it goes into this very, very important characteristic aspect of those who give advice. Yeah. They can fly too close to the sun. Because <laughs> there is a level of ego and hubris, yeah. no matter what, yeah. if you are giving advice. Ego and hubris can be a good thing. Right. Ego right. and hubris are not inherently negative qualities. Yeah. But the ego and hubris you have to have to be like, I am going to ask John Jones last minute. Before a fight, yeah. If I can come into his dressing room and mumble and mumble <laughs> advice to him, and just... 
Steven Seagal would later go on to say uh, John Jones won his fight. I believe that one was with Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal would go on to say that was a bad version of John Jones who fought him. And I'm sure could have been vastly improved if only he had let Steven Seagal into his training room. If only. Yeah. Um, Imagine if Steven Seagal came in there. He's just like, hey, you got to know when to... Hold him, no one to fold him, <laughs> no one to walk away, brother. <laughs> you gotta. You can you can see it when Stephen is being talked to by the press. He he, he had a a brief stint of being on Ariel Hawani's show, who's an MMA commentator, oh. and uh, it basically as a laughing stock, as yeah. like a buffoon to go on and be like, "Well, what I would do Just is I would." I would take his head between my hands and hold it like a baby. And then I would explode it using the energy from my palm. <laughs> that, that's his kind of thing. And the, the, the other thing about Steven Seagal is within every like compulsive liar and dubious advice giver, there's always a shred of truth and a shred of credibility. Of course. I'm of course. sure Steven Seagal can carry him, himself in a fight with a person who is untrained. Yeah, I'm positive yeah. he would do great. He's with, a big guy. Yeah, with a heroin addict, he could win. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could win. He could win. With a, you know with what a mean? guy who is like actively, he's like actively leaning. Out. Yeah, <laughs> he could win that fight. Yeah, yeah, he could win. He could win a fight with me. I think Steven Seagal could probably kick my oh, ass. Oh hell no, bro! You don't think so? This motherfucker. I'm sorry, sorry, but he wouldn't. even... No, even against me, I'd knock this. Man, I'd run circles around him, not even hit him. Just run circles around him. He'll get dizzy. His blood sugar will get low, some shit like that. <laughs> I'll get him, bro. <laughs> well, and this is this is what I wanted to talk about with the Anderson Silva training yeah. clips. The clips that you see of Steven Seagal with Anderson Silva, the one that does register as like a real thing is he is training with Anderson, kicking a pad with a, a front kick. Mm -hmm. But it's more of what's called an elliptical kick, where you kick the person's knee from a front-standing position. Yeah. And, by the way, Anderson Silva already knows how to do that. Uh, yeah. He knows how to do that, the move that he's showing. The other tapes of Steven Seagal training uh, with Anderson Silva are uh, uh, essentially um, him and Anderson going through a ballet of karate chops. Yeah. And there's one uh like image of him wrist locking Anderson Silva. So yeah. clearly you're not going to use a downward chop in an MMA fight. Yeah. Those are illegal because they're too powerful and they can kill someone. No, I'm kidding. Right. Okay, no, okay. Well, shit, I don't know my stuff. You know, this guy, Steven Seagal, he reminds me of my uh, my great uncle. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to name him, but my great uncle, he was a very big time drug dealer back, back home, back in the seventies. Yeah. And my mom always told me this story about, he, he, he is technically a black belt in Wing Chun. Yes. But the thing is how he got that black belt, he just, cause he was of course doing drugs with the owner of this dojo in, um. That is so funny. Boston. So he literally, you know. There's like it was a funny story where like um, my uncle came in with all the family for some reason because they were just rolling around for some right. day. Right. And they rolled in. And this was like during the black belt ceremony. So you got like 
50 dudes just like doing the goy they're they're like waiting to receive their black belt like doing some serious stuff and then my granddad walks in in like a full polyester suit and like a giant like cobra medallion chain and just takes the black belt and walks out with like 15 of his brothers and sisters in tow (laughs) (laughs) to me personally that's receiving your black belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me personally, if, I feel like if you could take a black belt, you get the black belt. <laughs> that shouldn't that be the rule? Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't that be so? So just like my uncle, like Steven Skull is also capable of violence. Yes. <laughs> it's it's very much proven. Just like my uncle, yes, proven record of violence, but expertise, right. And, but the energy's good. Right. The energy you can take that, right? You can use that and apply that to your own life, but the totality of the person. Now I, I want I would love to cover like from good advice to bad advice, from experts to non experts, but yeah. I, I like starting with Steven because he gives such a beautiful glimpse into the dark side of advice. Yeah. And I think one of the things that he shows is you can get a real high from feeling like you are related to the success of someone else. Yeah. And that high can sometimes be even more intoxicating than the success of the person you propose to be connected with. Yeah. Because when you get that sort of related success, you didn't really sacrifice to the level that the person who actually achieved did. Thus, no humility. Thus, no humility was developed. Mm -hmm. This is different for someone who, let's say, is a boxing trainer, because as a boxing trainer, you eat, breathe, breathe, sleep, the, like, fight game, and you're with that boxer all the time, and, like, that's different than a guy who comes in last minute, proposes that you do something in the fight, uh, convinces himself that you did exactly what he told you, and then takes credit for that. That is like the fast food mm-hmm. of success. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 success without without no awareness of the limitations because limitations. That's what you need. Absolutely, you need to know your limitations to be successful at something. Absolutely, and have to face it full force. And uh, Stephen Seagal is just none of that. <laughs> I want to read another Stephen Seagal quote. Ah. Uh. to find the path of least resistance and use it without harming others. Live with integrity and morality, not only with people, but with all beings. I was born with a serious spiritual consciousness and for many years studied different paths. Yeah. So this this quote, that quote can be broken down into two parts, but you continue. (laughs) Well, why I wanted it to be one thing is it really does encapsulate uh, so many things. Uh, It's saying so much without saying anything at all. Yeah. It's saying so many things without saying even a single thing, without even a single piece of advice. It's also, in the little that it does say, exemplifies even something that Steven Seagal himself does not follow. Yeah. Even something that Steven Seagal himself... In the own own words of Steven Seagal, find the path of least resistance and use it without harming others. Steven Seagal has done almost nothing but harm others. Yeah. He has... He he's assaulting John Leguizamo. There was a uh, an instance in the filming of a movie where he k- needlessly killed like a hundred chickens. What did you know about that? No. Yeah, they, like with a SWAT team, 
Yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll pull the story up and we can read it later. Let's not go too deep into that because I don't know the exact details. But yeah, yes, yeah. like Steven Seagal was uh, responsible for the death of like a hundred chickens. A hundred defenseless chickens. like euthanized them on the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just, I mean, he, he seems to me to be like sort of a bully. Yeah. Like he's uh-huh. constantly threatening people. He's yeah. constantly, he has only picked the path of resistance. Yeah. Like it's maybe in a way he's picked the path of least resistance in that he uh, never responds to a credible challenge and yeah. never like takes responsibility for his actions. Yeah. That yeah. actually is kind of following his own advice. And and then also if you like, I I'm seeming to notice a trend where like he does say kind of arbitrary um kind of ne- kind of like advice that means nothing but yes. it's kind of a good message yes. and then the second part it tells you exactly who this person is like oh this 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 type of person he does not do that right? i was born <laughs> with a serious spiritual consciousness yeah. yeah that tells you everything and you for many years studied different paths yeah you're like oh you've done none of that you've and the advice that. that you just completely negated everything, everything that you that said, you said the first part which that in itself did not mean nothing but whatever good was in that first part you just completely sucked it away so this gets into the piece that I really wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. How can you and I, Terrence and Dan, mm-hmm. take the teachings of Steven Seagal mm-hmm. and apply it to our lives? I'm going to call Steven Seagal the method of Noel's. That's what uh-huh. we're going to call his teaching method, is the method of Noel's. Uh-huh. I, for reference, have taken many L's. I do almost nothing but take L's. <laughs> I take and absorb L's. <laughs> At, a, yeah. at an incredibly high rate. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. I I will admit that you are. <laughs> you're a resilient man. I did I did an interview where uh, the person interviewing me was like, "How were the shows in Kansas City?" And I was like, "They were fine, but we had to cancel the last two shows uh-huh. or the the late show each night because their the ticket sales weren't good enough." And yeah. she was like, "Do you want to say that in the interview?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Well, doesn't that reflect poorly on like?" your marketability as a comedian and Mm -hmm. i was like if you think that i if someone watching that interview saw that and was like we're not gonna see dan because he don't sell no ticket like yeah i don't care no i think it's good to talk i think it's good i i truly am a big believer that taking an l is very good for you Yeah. yeah yeah i think that like is establishing like yeah i didn't sell enough tickets i think i will in the future i believe in myself i will like continue to try and will continue to like grow and you know stand up is a long game but in the short term it's like yeah i think it's funny i think maybe down the line when i do start selling tickets i'll look back at that and be like oh good yeah i took that l early on and now and now my life has meaning yeah now let's take that and apply it to a life with no l's Mm -hmm. well how is there any contrast Mm-hmm. In your life, in your existence, if start to bottom you're constantly like, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest ever, I'm yeah. the best ever, yeah, it, yeah. then where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I think Steven Seagal found himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was successful. <laughs> he was successful. That's, yeah. that's the thing. That's but the, thing. the success of being in Under Siege and Under Siege 2 yeah. went to his head to this insane level. Yeah, yeah. And. But I do wonder, and this is, I mean, I know that I, I shouldn't be talking down on him because this is the section where we talk about integrating what we've learned. Into yeah, our yeah. Lives. 
there is something to be said about the fact that Steven Seagal took no L's mm-hmm. or d- d- did not accept an L. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure is living a fine life in Russia. Teaching <laughs> he's in Russia? Jo- oh, yeah. Oh. He, he, he said in an interview recently, I am 100% Russian. I am 100% a Russian citizen. <laughs> so he's he and he, he he makes movies in Russia too. Okay. Um so that's the thing, taking no Ls, uh you you can go a life without accepting Ls. Uh-huh. But you will have to move to Russia in, indefinitely. Absolutely. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. But it's like I I think that to to a small degree in in pinches and in doses there is something to be said about standing up on your own two feet mm-hmm. and just sticking your chest out and being like, you know what? I I do feel like uh, I do feel right. I do yeah. feel correct. I do. F- t- sometimes people have trouble with that. Like there are people who really struggle with that ability to like actually plant their feet in the ground and take a stance on something. Uh-huh. Steven Seagal is obviously a hyperinflated, uh, satirical version of that. Yeah, but yeah. there is something to be said about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you think you've gleaned from my gleaning? I mm, okay. So I guess uh, to put it all together, uh, my thing is <laughs> that's how Steven Seagal does. Don't let your limitations stop you or make you think you cannot Whoa, do anything that's so intelligent yes yeah. that's exactly now, what he does now don't be steven right but don't if, if you can take anything from this yeah don't be steven don't be steven don't be steven but at maybe the same have a time, little steven in you have a little steven hey look it doesn't matter if you um, habitually uh, binge uh, do drugs or you don't have a car <laughs> or your credit score is like well under 700. Well under. What, not well under, maybe 70 points under uh, 700. You could bump that up. I could bump that up. We could well, that this, out. I mean, this ain't. I don't know. Talk about me, you know? Why? Why? Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. This someone is, could potentially yeah, bump yeah, that yeah. up. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't, in a ways, yes, knowing your limitations, that is extremely important. But other times, sometimes you just have to go out there and get it. You just have to take that step regardless of your circumstance. Because there are moments where you do get over your head. Like, yeah. There are moments where you have to operate over your own head. Yeah. And those are those are really tough. Mm-hmm. Like to, but. Like, uh, there, there's been times, uh, th- there was a time in Austin where I was at this show and it was a show that I really wanted to get up to uh, get up on. And, uh, this comic was like, well, maybe we'll get you on. Maybe we won't blah, blah, blah. And they come up to me and they're like, okay, like we might have five minutes. Like, are you sure you're funny? Like he, he, he yeah, yeah. That, that's something that happens in stand-up sometimes. It's fucking annoying to me. Yeah. It's annoying when people do that. Yeah. But I just immediately went like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, funny. Like, yeah. Of course. Do I really believe that in mm-hmm. my heart of hearts? Mm-hmm. I think I, I back then I don't think so. Back then, if you really asked me, I'd be like, I think I'd be like, I suck. Like I'm not good at stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that moment, I had to stick my chest out. Yeah. I had to be like, Yes, I'm funny. Yeah. I'm funny. Put me on the show, and I got on the show because of that, and that yeah. it worked out. Yeah, the beauty, like, um, just as kind of an example, the beauty of being young is that you just don't know any better, right? So you'll just. Right. Get into all types of shit, 
And, um, oh, man, I had a point that I was going to say. Like, Steven Seagal is an example of a man who literally, by his force of will, created something, right? Because, like, otherwise, his life could very well just be just continuous L, just, like, one long L. But this guy, he well, literally... it kind of is. It is, but at the same time, he is prospering. He's in Russia... He's probably uh, has. He's friends with Putin. Yep, yep. He probably has a twenty-five-year-old mistress. He is living great. He probably owns a piece of like ten percent of like an oil company out there. Living great. Right. Living great. I would actually agree. He he certainly has like money in the most nefarious possible <laughs> business. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he has like he owns forty-five percent of all steel clubbing in Russia. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, we yeah. We take the seals' lives in our hands, and we release them to Mother Jaw. That's the other <laughs> thing. Is he's, he's like he always is taking from like every culture with zero respect for that. Absolutely. Culture. Yeah. But, but you know why he gets away with it? Because he willed it with his mind. There is a there's a level of sheer tyranny of will with Steven Seagal. Yeah, where it is like. It's why he's so compelling. It's why we're talking about him. It's why he's had this resurgence of popularity. Is a he's such a buffoon to mm-hmm. such a high level, and the perfect buffoon, mm-hmm. the 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 perfect uh, humorous character yeah. is one that does not understand that they are the joke. Yeah. Steven Seagal, I like at least from what he has shown us, has no idea why he is so funny. Yeah. He has no idea why he is so fun to laugh at. And yeah. It's because he is the perfect archetype of the guy at the bar who thinks if a fight broke out, mm-hmm. even though he is not prepared for it in any way and took mm-hmm. karate when he was two years old, mm-hmm. could somehow beat up any guy in that bar. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that video? There's a there's a very It's like and I just yeah, want to say it'll please. be like, you know, his leg has probably been numb since like his left leg has probably been numb since like 2005 but he's, he's like he's I probably still... lost both of his feet right? <laughs> at this point. But he's still like I can take on um what Israel Alala? <laughs> I, I could take I, him on. He could take on I mean he's I he thinks he could take anyone in the world yeah. to fight and that's amazing. If you sat him down and asked him right now, Stephen, is there any living person who could beat you up? He would. Go, he was asked in an interview. Uh, let's talk about like movie tough guys, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, "Okay." And they were like, "Michael, like, are these guys really tough?" That's the idea of the interview. And they, were, the first guy they say is Michael Jai White. Do you know Michael Jai oh, White? Yeah, of course. I mean, accredited karate master, yeah. uh, kicks. So hard, it's crazy. Like, mm. like you watch him kick, and it's nuts. No. Um, one of the most jacked people I've ever seen. In a my notable stuntman. He he was no- like notable stuntman. He was like the first one who's like, oh, stuntmen can become like yes. he actual stars Absolutely. in themselves. Yeah, he did it, to his credit. And Steven Seagal's response to Michael Jai White was, "Can I laugh in your face?" That's what he <laughs> said. He said to the interviewer, "Can I laugh in your face?" <laughs> Michael Jai White, I think if if you injected him with uh like what's like the wor- what's like the worst disease that can befall you quickly? If you uh, if you gave him like like Ebola. If you gave him Ebola, 
Mm. Michael Jai White with the late stage Ebola yeah. could beat the shit out of Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because Steven Seagal is never going to have to cash that check. Yeah. Steven Seagal is also a great example of go all in mm-hmm. because the chance that someone is going to call you is slim. Yeah. 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 So, he's. A, do, do you ever fantasize like, what if I lived life with just like no filter? If I Absolutely. walked around with no filter, yeah. if I just said everything I was thinking, what mm-hmm. would happen? The thing is, like, somebody is eventually going to call you on it. But if you're Steve Zagal, you have the money for like security and stuff. Yeah, you can always <laughs> avoid the actual <laughs> confrontation. You well, can constantly write checks that you never cash. Yeah, and, or if you're so prolific that like people can't even make sense of the entire st- like because that's mm-hmm. part of the mystique. He says so. He said so many wild shit to so many people yeah. throughout just such a long period of time that people just cannot make sense of him. Right. He is like the perfect KGB agent. Like he's yes. he's doing like he's doing psyop level uh 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 what is it? Uh, uh smoke and mirrors, yes. right? He's just been doing a smoke and and that's amazing in itself. I was actually going to say I think his perseverance I he think that's a perseverance because like to do this for so long yes. to like just to keep be this the, guy for so long to be this character and literally persevere. Yeah, that that takes just will that takes perseverance that takes discipline. Yeah, you know, when you think about it, his yes. own personal time, his discipline to maintain his illusion of the world. Or 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 his his um his uh, discipline in maintaining this character, not breaking not once. Right. I'm sure that's like a lot of his that comes naturally to him because sure. he's that type of person. Sure. But still, maintaining that for maintaining like is three, four decades is incredible. Wild. Yeah. The last part mm-hmm. I want to do on this, and I think this would be fun. If you had any advice to give to Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. what would it be? Because I'll, I'll go first. Uh, you know what? I think you'll. Ha- I think you have a better answer. So sure. I'm just gonna rip one off. What I could think. Um. I don't know, dude. I don't check your blood sugar, dude. Like check your blood sugar. <laughs> check. That's not that's not a bad. That's piece not of a bad. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't. By the way, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. You know how like Trump uh, got a checkup and yeah. they they recorded his weight at like it was like two twenty. It might as well have been like <laughs> yeah. one ten. Yeah. They might have they might as well have like put on his sheet like yeah. yeah they they said I'm actually a little princess. <laughs> They said I went to the doctor. They said I'm a little yeah. princess. Yeah. They said I'm a spinner. <laughs> yeah, that and just I don't know. Be careful, dude. Don't be careful. Like you're playing a danger. I mean, you're in Russia. You're it's cool. I know it's not that crazy, but just be careful, dude. I would <laughs> don't be a pawn. <laughs> I would say uh, humility. Okay. I would say show. If if Steven Seagal gained, now he's probably already too far down the road with the hurting people and being a legitimately bad guy and this mm. pretty credible sexual assault allegations against him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, you know, but humility. If you could go back, if he could go back in time to under siege mm-hmm. before people knew who he was, before mm-hmm. people knew the kind of person he was, 
if he had just a little bit of and not even not even the kind of humility where he's like actually taking account and being like yeah aikido you know i don't know how effective it is <laughs> i've never really tried it so i haven't been in a fight in 45 years but mm. like i'm saying the kind of humility where if someone asks you like uh you know could you beat this guy up? You just kind of go like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> a little bit. That's the least little, we're asking for from Steven Seagal. Smallest amount. Yeah. I think it would go like a long way yeah. in his life. But he'd have like a butterfly effect type like thing where it's just like mind is he's he's like bleeding out of his nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His whole worldview is just scrambled. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how uh how he progresses, but well, this was uh this was great. Um yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh I guess first I, beta episode of the new version of Dancers. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. New and improved. We're expanding our borders. We're expanding. We're gonna get Terrence a Tesla. We're gonna get me a t well Would you ever drive a Tesla if we could afford it off the Patreon? No, I'd probably get like a Nissan. I I like the um the Nissan pickup trucks. They don't make them anymore. But I probably get I probably get like a pickup truck or something. This um, is why you're never you're never going to ascend from your. What are you talking from about? your station? This is how it's you because ascend. Your dream is a Nissan pickup truck. Yeah, that's the pinnacle. That is the pinnacle. Oh my god! I don't even like Teslas uh -huh. personally, but a Nissan pickup truck. Yeah, I get like a Nissan Altima, like you used to drive. There's someone <laughs> listening right now with a <laughs> Nissan pickup truck in their front lawn. Yeah. They'll just give it to you. Yeah, I'm willing it into action. All right. Well, <laughs> folks, please join the Patreon. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, and check out the tour dates. I'll plug them in the beginning of the episode. Uh, but thank you. Have a good one.